Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> hey, Devin. How are you? You know, um, I'm pretty tipsy already. I thought... Holy shit! (laughs) Given our topic today, I thought I should get a head start on the drinking. Oh, pre-gaming, pre-gaming. Pre-gaming, yes. Uh, So, yep, I'm here for it, though. I I respect you. I respect respect you. I respect that. I feel like this was also a topic you picked, so I respect that as well. well, (laughs) Technically, my husband... Uh, oh. sent it to us, but then okay. I said, "Yeah, we should do it." So yeah, I see. We get okay. like, double credit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hackers. It's hackers all the way down. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well. Cool. Um. Well. Good. Well. Good. Um. What are you, what are you drinking? Speaking of being tipsy. Okay, so I'm pretty excited about this because. Okay. Um. I enjoy wine, although I don't drink it that often on here, but I do. I know. What's up with yeah. that? Yeah. Well, because um, uh. I am, I do have, um, I am allergic, I guess, to like sulfites, or I guess for sure sulfa, which is the medical drug. Um, oh, I break okay. I hives, right? So that's that's a for sure thing. Um, but I didn't know they say, you were uh, allergic to sulfa. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when I was I mean, little, that makes sense. I just yeah. didn't realize it. Yeah, that's what made me link the sulfite thing. Oh, um, yeah, okay, I got you, got you. But they they gave me when I was I don't even know I was I don't know ten twelve thirteen oh. somewhere around there. They gave me a sulfa drug for something, and I just totally broke out in hives from the. It started at my feet and like just worked its way up, which I think is weird because you would think like if you ingest something that it would start like at your mid-body and then right out. but anyway that's not important anyway so I, um that's how i found out i was allergic to sulfa drugs i see um, so when i drink wine in the past like my face would just get red and i'd be like who right. cares i don't care if my cheeks were a little rosy whatever but <laughs> <laughs> over the past like i would say year or so it's been getting worse and i don't know if it's because since i moved here i don't take allergy medicine anymore yeah and i I don't know, but I assume that allergy medicine would just happen to help for the, those kind of allergies too. But yeah, um, yeah. it is so bad that I drank a glass of wine on maybe it was Monday. And by the first, just before I even finished the first glass of wine, I would already have a headache. Oh, that's so bad. And that sucks. I know. And I would have a headache the next day, which I don't know if that's also related or co- or coincidence, but I had a headache on Tuesday too. And this isn't just, just this past Monday. Like the past, I would say five times, at least the last five times I've had wine, I've had a headache by the first glass. Okay. So, oh, man. Yeah. I started Googling things because I know there are some sulfite-free wine, but... Um, the problem with them is that as soon as you open them, open them, if you don't drink the whole bottle, then they go bad like that night. Like you can't save them to the next day. Okay. Um, because the sulfites are a preservative. So that's right. what helps them from going bad. Um, there are some sulfite, uh, like I think it's called no sulfites added wine, which uh-huh. there's some naturally occurring just in the grapes that they use. But um, so there's some like that. And I would like to try those, but I just haven't ordered any yet. But as I was poking around on the internet, I found a wine purifier. Wine purifier. Okay. Yeah. And it's called, the brand is U-L-L-O. So, is it U-L-L-O or U-I-I-O? Oh, it could be U-I-I-O. I I think it's L. I think these are lowercase. Uh, L-L. I think they're L-L. Uh, I don't know. Oh, they're in Chicago. They're based in Chicago. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You Ulo yeah. Ulo wine. Ulo wine. Ulo. 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 Yeah. Ulo. Um, Ulo. But it purifies <laughs> and Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um purifies and aerates the wine so that way, you know, it nice. can do both in one. And the way that it um 
purifies it is it has a little filter pack that you put in there uh, in the little device and okay the, it, it's expensive the not that well the thing is pretty expensive so it normally goes for eighty dollars but i got one on amazon because it was prime day these last two days oh um, yeah yeah so i got it was on sale for 59 and then i ended up having a 10 dollar credit so i ended up getting it for 49 dollars. sweet um, yeah so so which one with, so there's like a million on here there's like a chill oh. wine and a, a oh, just wine a purifier with a carafe so just a your yulo wine purifier just your yes standard yeah. run-of-the-mill okay yeah all right and um, it comes with four filters, and then, but if you buy more, it's like, I don't know, I forgot exactly which, if you're on there, you might be able to see, but it's like, ends up being $30 for 15 so it's basically $2 per, because a, a filter is good for one bottle of wine, so okay. um, it's basically $2 per bottle of wine to filter it. But gotcha. so I got it today. It was just delivered earlier and I got it out and filtered my wine. And I will say I am on my second glass of wine and no headache. Yay! The wine tastes better. And that's what nice. Yeah, I saw in a lot of the comments people were saying that it actually improved the taste of the wine. But I'm thinking that it, that has something to do with the sulfite reaction because Every time we would get wine, and I'm talking, we would get wines, like, there's this one uh, bourbon barrel aged wine that we love, that we buy repeatedly. Normally, I don't even buy the same wines over and over, but... Right, right, um, right. We have this one that we love, and so we always buy it. And the last time we had it, um, I was, it was like, they all turned sour by, like, the third sip. I'm like, oh, I can't even drink this. They just taste so sour to me. Yeah. Um... And I didn't, I thought that it was like a taste bud thing or maybe just bad bottle of wine or whatever, but I think this wine's not doing it. So I'm thinking it's also related, like maybe I have a reaction to the sulfites and it causes my mouth or taste buds to react differently to the Mm. wine. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, so far, if I have to pay $2 per bottle of wine to filter it out and be able to drink wine again, I'm okay with that. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But so far, it's been great. Oh, but what am I drinking to your question? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got way on a tangent there. That's fine. That's fine. Um, So I have been seeing, and I don't know if this is just something around here. Well, I mean, I know it's not from Chicago. Let me see. It's from Hopland, California. But Hopland? it's a, Hopland. yeah, Hopland. Hopland. Exactly like it sounds. Yeah. Okay. H-O-P-L-A-N-D. California. Um, the brand is called Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Josh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've seen their brands a couple different times, and I think I've gotten something else of theirs. But tonight, I'm drinking the Legacy Red Blend. Ooh. Uh, yes. And yes. So, you know. It's a plum, black cherry, toasted cedar, and scents mm. of dark fruit and pepper. So Excellent. I am enjoying it. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I am a big fan of Josh uh, wines. It's funny because yes. I got it, the first time I got it, it was when I was going to, um, what was it? We went to the beach. And my brother was there. Oh, I guess it was when, um, it was after my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, stay at my aunt's house to visit my grandmother. Because um, mm-hmm. I was bringing my other aunt to visit my grandmother. It's a long, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it was a whole thing. But anyway, yeah. I was like, I need some wine to deal with this shit. Um <laughs> Yes. And I went to the store and my brother, you know, was with me and his name is Josh. And I was like, oh, look, it's Josh. See, I'm going to drink some wine. Yeah. Name Josh. This will be cute. But I really liked it. And so I've gone back to it again and again. Um, and they have lots of different yeah. types, you know, like, I mean, like obviously mm-hmm. this red blend and, you know, so. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy a good Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> um, so awesome. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're drinking a good wine, and I'm glad that you have yes. the ability 
to drink a good wine. <laughs> yes. So I'm hopeful. I'll, I'll report back um, in a few weeks or so to see if it's maybe it's coincidence or maybe if it really helps. But so far, yeah. I am convinced. Excellent. First impression. I am convinced. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yay. So awesome. what are you drinking? I Can you please am- go on a 30 minute story about what you're drinking? <laughs> No, I can't. I I could try, um, <laughs> but uh, I am drinking a oh, I hate to call it a uh, I call it a poor man's whiskey sour. Um, okay. So basically, what it is is it is simply lemonade mm-hmm. and whiskey and maraschino cherries and cherry juice. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. That's that's it. That's all there is to it. There's no special <laughs> blending. There's not even any measuring. Like Thomas will make them for me. He's got some type of like he he's got like some type of salt he adds to it. Oh, um okay. that gives it a little kick that I really like, but I don't know what exactly he does and he's not here at the moment, so mm-hmm. uh, I had to make my own and so it is not nearly as as delicious or bespoke as <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thomas makes them for me. But yeah. um, we, our ice maker, we got our ice maker working finally again. And, oh, nice. uh, and so I have been enjoying uh, a lot of whiskey sours, poor man's whiskey sours lately. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there you go. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, I don't know. My week was good, I think, maybe. Um, <laughs> it was all blur. It is a blur. Well, it's so weird because I'm back in the office um, and, you know, it's, which is fine. Like, I I enjoy people and I enjoy being around people and I don't, like, the the commute is not really that much harder because my kids' school is exactly halfway between here and work. So either way, I'd be commuting. Um, And, you know, it's it's fine. I don't really mind going there. You know, like it doesn't bother me. But the thing that is like really like I got to get used to is getting up so early because I got so used to sleeping until like 7, 7.30, you know, like whenever the kids, I would just let the kids wake me up. I didn't even set alarms anymore. I would just like let the kids wake me up because yeah. I knew they would wake me up sometime between 6.30 and 7.30 and that would be perfect. And, uh, you know, and I just kind of saunter out of bed and get them some breakfast and make sure they were dressed, maybe, you know, make sure I yeah. was dressed, maybe, and then like get to work. <laughs> like it was like not very, it was very casual and chill and there was no rushing and there was no fighting and there was no like having to get up early i just got to sleep like an extra two hours every day which really made a big difference for me um so what has happened is i haven't been going to bed any earlier um Mm -hmm. because i really suck at going to bed earlier like that is part of why i've always really struggled with sleep because I like to stay up late and do things and read things. And like last night, um, I, uh, yesterday there was a, um, a rehearsal gathering of the burlesque troupe. Um, and it wasn't like we rehearsed anything cause there's not a show coming up, but it was like, we just, the, the club that we always uh perform at the the edge is closing its doors and so we wanted to have like a um just like a meeting there basically and got like say goodbye right um and so it was really nice it was very cool but i stayed there much later than i expected to um and then when i got home i was like inspired and i wanted to write (laughs) i was like well crap (laughs) yeah i I know me and if i don't write right now when this is in my head it's not gonna happen and so yeah and so i wrote and so it was like one o'clock before i finally got to bed and um you know like if you get up at five (laughs) five thirty six o'clock in the morning it's just not enough sleep no um so and i've just been doing that all week this week and i am so tired so um yeah, but uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to say about my week. I don't remember. <laughs> it's fine. 
Yeah. Um, but but no, overall everything is good. Everything is 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 peachy and and fun, and I'm just tired. I just need yeah. more sleep in my life. So we'll get just, there. Yeah, it just takes an adjustment. Um, yeah, getting back into everything. But I'm really mad because what was it? My April challenge. I I got or maybe it was May, but I um got back into getting up early and mm-hmm, I worked mm-hmm. myself up to getting up at 6:45 and I was like, yes. yeah, that's great. I get up at 6:45, I make breakfast, I um a journal, I read, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened, but I've just fallen back down and Aww. now like I it's hard like my alarm goes off at 7:30 and I um hit snooze and I'm usually just like running downstairs to log on by 8, you know. Right, and, right. Uh, so starting next week, I have to go back to the office and um i have to at least i i might can get up at 6 45 but i'm probably gonna set my alarm for 6 30 and then hit snooze a couple times <laughs> right um, and so i've just at this point given up like i'm just like well it's just gonna be like i'm returning from vacation and i'm just gonna have to get it's gonna take me a week or two it's gonna suck right. but oh well yeah it is what it is yeah, I figure that's. I just had to learn how to get to bed earlier um, mm-hmm. because, like, right now, what happens is I set my alarm for five forty-five, um, and then I snooze it until six fifteen, um, yeah. and then I kind of like I, I'm so tired that it just like I have to will myself to get out of bed, and yes. then by the time I'm out, I'm out of bed at six thirty, I throw on my clothes. I then I try to wake the kids up. It's like six forty-five by this point. Um, and I need to be at work by eight, which means I have to get the kids yeah. up, dressed, breakfast, driven to school, dropped off at school. Um, and you know what they don't like to do is be in any rush in the mornings. They are like, they want to <laughs> take their time. They want to eat their breakfast. They want to spend an hour going to the bathroom. Like yeah. they are not interested in the fact that I feel like we should be like, come on, let's go. Let's get, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to have to just get up early and get them up earlier, which sucks. But um, yeah. it would definitely just relieve a lot of stress and and, and <laughs> mitigate a lot of problems in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just throw them a Pop-Tart while you're in the car on the way. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, here's your breakfast, kids. <laughs> hey, not anymore. I got my nice fa- fancy new car. I don't want to. Oh, that's right. No eating yeah. in the car. No eating in the car right now. At no. least I got to yeah. give it, I got to give it like. You know, at least like a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I talk about my car yet? Um, Did we I talk about it last week. Think so. Oh, I don't. Maybe you did a little. I don't know. You I can don't talk remember. about it again though. Okay. Well, I have a new car. That was like my <laughs> big, uh, my big news for the week. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. I think I got it before we recorded last, but I may not have talked about it last week. But okay. Um. I now have a Mazda 3. Um, nice. And touring 2015 mm-hmm. model, a stick shift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's lovely, and I love it very much. And I put some stickers on it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you named it Discovery? I named it Discovery after the Star Trek ship, because I'm a yep. dork. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it is definitely, it's making me very happy. It makes Good. me very happy to drive. So Good. it goes, I can, uh, I can put it in a lower gear and it can, it, yep. it's got some oomph, which is nice. Yes. I have yes. never had oomph in any of the cars that I've ever oh, okay. driven because I've always gotten like these very, you know, like lower end, uh, yeah. family cars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They've been stick shifts, but like you can't. You just can't make them go. <laughs> right. Like you try right, to make yeah. them go and they're like, We're trying, we're trying, but they just can't. <laughs> but this one this one goes and it's kinda nice. Yeah. Um so even though I'm not I have I have been conditioned by my car that doesn't actually have any oomph. So I haven't learned how to drive aggressively yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can so- teach you, don't worry. <laughs> you were gonna have some aggressive <laughs> aggressive driving lessons next time yes. you come into town. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's um, my favorite thing. Yes. So. Uh, all right. Well, we have a topic today. We do. 
which is, um, I guess we should have our warning. Uh, of course, we're kind of an explicit show anyway, because I drop the <laughs> F-bomb every five minutes. Um, we, had a, we had an episode that was literally cussing like a sailor. That was the objective. So. <laughs> By the way, I started, I listened to last episode, the last episode, last week's episode, mm-hmm. just the very I beginning. Said, I said a cuss word? You did. And I totally did not even catch it at the time. I was like, what Sorry, is I wrong with you. me? That you were yep. just like, I had a shitty week. And then like yep. listening to it, I was like, oh, she cussed and I didn't even call her out for it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how bad of a week it was. I know. Was I know. That's that's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Um, so, but this is a topic that you know, if you have small children in the car, you may not want to play it around them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, blah blah blah. Because we're gonna talk about sex, baby. <laughs> and right. this is like we talk <laughs> about it. We talk about it every so often. Um, mm-hmm. At least we've had one other topic where we talked about sex. Um, but uh, yeah, but we're gonna talk about it again because you know, talking about sex is a fun thing. That's right. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the G-spot today. <laughs> yes. Or, or, well, or, I don't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this came about when, um, when, I guess, uh, James suggested. Mm-hmm. So James, as you know, is our unofficial producer. Um <laughs> <laughs> we'll just like link us things and be like, I think this would make a good show. Um, yes. And then we like add it to our queue and then eventually we're like, okay, we're ready to talk about this thing. Yes. Um, so the G spot um, is well, a, this, uh, go well, ahead. Ep- wait, is it, so he linked us. I want to talk about the podcast yes. because yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. really like the series. So it's called, or the podcast, it's called science versus mm-hmm. And they actually and we've, do. We've done something with them before. Was that was that the uh, yeah. sleeping one? Or yep, I think we've drinking? done. We might have actually done a couple, but yeah, that was yeah. one of them. Um, but it's a really fun podcast where yeah, they they actually go and dig into the science explanation of things and in fact they like i think it's their goal to have like the maximum number of citations at the end of their podcast and they'll actually tell you like for the g-spot episode they were like we had 61 citations you know and it's like that's how much they research this stuff but um on a side note they had one yeah (laughs) total dorks uh, oh, the reaction test. That was the other one that they that we did, like where we, we, we drank and then we took a reaction yes, test. Yes, yes, yes. That was that's, one of theirs too, I think. Um, yeah, that's the one I was it, thinking of. Yes, yes, okay. Oh, that's right, because it had to do with sleep and reactions. That, that's right. right. But um, what... Uh, shoot, I did, lost my train of thought. So I was talking Sorry. about the... No, it wasn't your fault. It was... Uh, <laughs> I looked at the, or talked talk about the reaction test, but um, the science versus, crap. Oh, well, I'll come back to it. But yeah, so okay. the science versus, check them out as a podcast in general, um, because they're, they're, oh, I remember a side note. They had a one where they were doing a um, kind of pretend episode at the beginning of COVID, basically like, when it first hit, they were kind of like, based on science, if we don't react a certain way, this is the way it could go. And I went mm. back and listened to that when we were several months into quarantining. And it was freakishly, I mean, it was scary. Really? How accurately they were able to be like, because they were like, yeah, like, oh, the city's got to go to lockdown, you know, blah, blah, blah. And obviously there were some things that got a little more extreme, but for yeah. the most part, it was like, holy crap, like this is what we have been living for the past couple Oh, months. man. So, yeah. Um, but also the host, I can't remember her name, but she's really fun. She's like Australian yes. or something, and she's just, you know. I love her voice. Too, so. Her voice yes. is so much fun. <laughs> yes. So uh, Even though it is really much. funny because I've been watching the show called Mythic Quest, and yeah. um, one of the main characters in it is is Australian, is an Australian lady. Oh, and yeah. it's now, it's like, it's really hard for me. It's like, I think <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is not. Um, They're all the same. Australians. They're all I the know. same. I know. Australian people are all the same, apparently, in my, yeah. in my brain. But, um, so, um, yeah. is that the one where they're producing a, a game? It's a, it's a show about them 
yes they're the company that made okay so yeah. i've seen that a couple is it good do you like it i really like it i think you would like it too because it's okay. like um it's it's like it's into the the uh corporate politics of a company that okay. makes world of warcraft so yes. i enjoy it because of the corporate politics because i yes. identify with that i imagine mm-hmm. you will enjoy it for that reason and also mm-hmm. because of the fact yeah. that it is uh you know a it's like a, a video game world of warcraft yeah 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 so okay cool. <laughs> okay sorry so back to also you. their quarantine episode is like because they did a quarantine like COVID episode it is like mm-hmm. the best thing that i saw <laughs> that dealt with the pandemic um yeah created during the pandemic so okay i i, I highly recommend highly recommend okay highly recommend i will check it out Cool. Anyway, yes. Okay, sorry. Back to our. Yes. So yes, the episode was about to <laughs> Australians, Australians. Yes. Um. So we were like, okay, well, we're gonna listen to this episode, and so we did, and uh, and you know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. So uh, you want to do you want to talk a little bit about it first, and then I'll I'll pop in with some of my thoughts too while you uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. So basically, and I don't even know why they originally did the episode on the G-Spot. I don't remember exactly, but um, they, you know, were basically just investigating the G-Spot. And um, come to find out that um, they go to, or they go looking for it, and apparently it doesn't actually exist Right. <laughs> Which is the crazy part. Spoiler because, alert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It doesn't exist. And which I think is the crazy part about this whole episode, because the first part is that they're talking about the lady that kind of discovered it. And they're talking about right. how she discovered it and how she went on the Donahue show. Yes. And, which I thought was really cool because I don't, uh, this is probably back in like the 80s. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was like really cool. Late 70s just, or early 80s. I think it was like yeah. 82 or 83 or something like that. Yeah. And I kind of thought that was cool because, yeah, to have that, to have her talking about the G spot and women's orgasms on TV at that yes, time was probably absolutely. like, so absolutely. Absolutely. Really 100%. That. 100%. Yeah. And so she talks about all these studies. In fact, what she went on the, um, donahue show to talk about was that she had done a study of like 400 women or something like that yeah yeah g-spot well then fast forward and um they were trying to dig more into i guess like the anatomical uh structure of the g-spot like what what is it why is it right that kind of thing well then they start talking about to all these like actual well, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure she's a scientist, but they talk to these, like, uh, academic people, and it's been dissecting a whole bunch of cadavers. And basically, yes, there Which is, said, like... I just... Can I just... Can we just stop there, though? Because, like, I, I understand. Like, I get... I get it. Science... I get the fact that with science, <laughs> you've yes. got to do... You, like, if you're going to study things, you got to do some gross stuff. You got to right. do some, some, like, whatever. But, like, the fact... They kept talking about just like, oh, well, we need some cadavers so we can yeah. look at women's and vaginas. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about, like, I mean, I obviously, like, I would donate my body to science. Like, you know, yeah. absolutely, 100%. This is what it's supposed to be for. But just the very nonchalant way they were just talking about, like, basically <laughs> dissecting dead women to look at their vaginas. I was just like, okay. <laughs> yep, this, we're talking about dissecting women and looking at their vaginas. I'm so glad that these people are not, um, you know, like serial killers. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it sounds like right now, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I even remember this one part. They were like, this is a fresh one, you know, and I just right. imagine them like nudging their elbows, being like, look at this fresh one. You know, we got this fresh <laughs> cadaver right. vagina. I was yeah. like, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's like... Right. like serious shit man yeah no kidding (sighs) but um but yeah so they get in there and they find and this kind well i guess this kind of goes into the whole uh 
clitoris thing because right. they find that the clitoris actually has this whole structure, which they <laughs> they describe <laughs> as a double Burt, Burt Reynolds mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. afterwards I googled it to find the image, right? And yeah, I see it. I see it. Yep. I see the double Burt Reynolds. Um, so, um, <laughs> but anyway, so then, so what? Basically, I think what they, what I got out of it was that there's this whole what they're calling now the clitoris complex, and it's this yeah. whole structure, and it can be the so the quote unquote G spot doesn't exist, right? But the clitoris complex can be sensitive in various places, and it just so yes. happens that some women are sensitive in what we thought was the G spot area. So that's right. why you get, there's this confusion because yeah, of course you have a ton of women that are like, yes, I have a G spot, I can touch it right now and immediately orgasm, whatever, like. <laughs> They found it. They they know where it is. They it's a common thing, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and so you can't discredit those people because there's of something. Not. But then there's all these frustrated women out there, and I think it ended up being forty four percent. And this was based on the Cosmo article that you sent me, right? But it was forty four percent of women. Um, have said that they are frustrated because they cannot find it. So, I mean, that's right. pretty close. If you're if you're looking at um, 56 versus 44 have found it versus, you know, 44 that haven't, you know, that's a pretty big discrepancy. You can't say the G-spot exists and you have 44 people that can't find it. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's not like these people are completely um, dumb about their bodies, right? Like, it's yeah. just, yeah, absolutely. Hundred, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and I just like I thought it was really interesting because I had never, I had always heard about the G spot. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. had thought that I, yeah, okay, that's actually that's my question. We're gonna go there and then we'll go back <laughs> to more medical stuff. Do okay. did you did you do you think you have a G spot or did like <laughs> have you do you have an area like you know. <laughs> Is okay. there a spot? I guess we're going <laughs> there. <a> spot. <laughs> thanks, thanks for putting me on the spot, Devin. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why I needed wine before. This is why I needed the pregame. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have to answer that if it makes you uncomfortable. No, I'll say it. I'll what? say it. It's probably, it's probably, uh, you know, publicity gold right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why we'll never be able to get in the public office. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, I have to say that I've never specifically looked for it. Okay. Um, I mean, not that I haven't done stuff, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have kids to prove it, but, but you know. No, you're completely celibate. Yeah, <laughs> yes, never yes. had sex. I, I am a nun. I've never done anything. <laughs> I, I, um, I never consummated my marriage. It's fine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I um, and I'm very comfortable. Which I don't. I think. I think we got into this a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. When in the episode, what was that episode called? I don't even remember. I think it was like "Clitoris Explains It All" was the name yes. of the episode. <laughs> It was, it was. Uh, that was the one about the book, Come As You Are. And I think yes. I talked about it a little bit then, that I am comfortable with myself. That right. I never, because one of the things they say is like, go look in a mirror and look at yourself and, and right. you know, experience, whatever. So that's not the problem. Like I, comfortable with myself, but I've never specifically gone on a search mission for it. And so I listened. <laughs> boldly go. <laughs> that's right. That's gone before. So after listening to this episode, I, I went down. James was downstairs playing a game, and I was like, James, we've got some homework. <laughs> um, so um, we haven't, you know, that was just last night that I listened to it, and we just happened to not do anything uh, yesterday, but I can maybe report back later. But um, okay, okay. We have not done our search and discovery mission uh, yet. So I cannot report. If uh, <laughs> if I think I do or don't, 
There's going to have to be follow up on this one. I'm, there's yes. going to be follow up on this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what what about you, Devin? <laughs> well, I feel like, so here's the thing. There's a spot that I thought might be, but okay. it also really hurt. So there's like this spot oh, no. that is sometimes triggered that mm-hmm. both feels really good and also hurts really bad so it's almost mm-hmm. like they cancel each other out so it's like hmm i don't really enjoy it because it also hurts um right. but i've always been like well i guess i just have like a defective d- g-spot that like mm-hmm. obviously that's where it happens right but it mm-hmm. it hurts too much <laughs> like i can't go there for whatever reason yeah um and um yeah but so this was kind of like, oh, okay, good. I, that obviously that is something else, completely different, and yes. uh, we're just not ever gonna. We're, we're just gonna avoid that area. Um, and I always like because I have, whenever whenever you have kids, you you learn way too much about your anatomy. Um, <laughs> and like all my gynecologists, like, well, your uterus is somewhat tilted, and I'm like, mm, ah. is that okay? I don't. If it's, yeah. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. I mean, I'm assuming that that's why I could never have kids vaginally. I mean, that's like the only uh, um, reason that it's well. You're relevant. tiny, and you birth ba- you birth large babies, <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's like they like it made it askew. Uh, yes. I don't. I don't think it was tilted before I had the first one, oh. and then after that, it's like, oh, your uterus is tilted. I'm like, you know how gigantic my children are. Yeah, um, right. They've made a wreck of that place. Um, <laughs> But so I've always wondered if that's like related, like I have a tilted uterus. And so like if you get up there at a certain angle, yeah, like, it hurts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, but I just always assume that that must be that must be the spot. But for me, it hurts. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but turns out, no. So it's OK. No. I am not defective. It's a it's a no. nice uh, it's a nice feeling Absolutely. to not be defective. That's good. Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, but the thing, so a couple of things that I thought were really interesting going into this, uh, outside of just the, um, the podcast episode, which I feel like everybody should listen to because it is really yes. interesting. Um, yes. I am sharing in the show notes, a cosmopolitan article, which I mm-hmm. shared with, uh, with you as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool because, it's basically referencing the same study and the yes. same stuff that's mentioned in the Science Versus. Um, but Cosmo was like one of the big marketing, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. like platforms for the G spot. You know, you mm-hmm. would look at a Cosmo and it'd be like, oh, well, let's find your G spot. Right. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. I just go okay. ahead. Sorry, quick interruption. Because you just made me think of it with the, oh, find your G-spot. Um, so <laughs> after, I told you I was going on a search and discovery yes, mission. Yes, search so, and discovery mission. Yeah. Um, I After this episode, I Googled the um, clitoris complex to see. Yes. I, you know, I wanted to see the design or whatever, you know, the double, the double Burt Reynolds mustache or whatever. Right, right. And um, <laughs> this video popped up and it was like a clinical video. They had like a clear um model of the whole area there and uh you know so they were kind of talking about where the g-spot was and all this kind of stuff but when i i watched it and it was a it was a um business that does g-spot enhancement and this was a (gasps) consultation video yes it gets worse um no oh no yes oh no they so basic this was a consultation video and basically what they were saying was that the patients had to find their own g-spot first and oh then God. if they found it then no, they could proceed bad. with the procedure right no no the procedure no. although i don't know exactly what they use it was basically using like botox to enhance the area that they thought was their g-spot so like they were injecting something in there to make it swell so that it was more sensitive to the touch jesus no i was like what oh yeah my god oh my god 
I have a tangent related to this, and I won't be able okay. to find the information, but Thomas was having a discussion with me when we were watching Handmaid's Tale because it seemed relevant. Um, mm. He had listened to, I guess he listens to a podcast. I don't know what it is. I'll find out and then put it in show notes. But he listened to a podcast that basically like explores really terrible people in history. And I guess there was a doctor, like a gynecologist in like Mm -hmm. the 50s and 60s who um, basically would put women to sleep and like do, do thing, experiment on their vaginas. Oh my Um, gosh. So they would, they would, he would like, if they, he would do um, these crazy like tightening, like episiotomy tightenings after childbirth. So mm-hmm. that they would get like super tight, you know, mm-hmm. afterwards in a way that was pleasing to their husbands, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, it was painful for them. And it was just like, and none of this was done with their knowledge or consent. Um, so what did they think they were going in for? Well, just, just the like, gynecology stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like they're going in to see their gynecologist who they loved and trusted because he was a very charismatic person. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. And he just like told totally abuse all of these women and like oh my gosh ah it's just horrible thomas was telling me this i'm just like this is ah why would he listen to that uh (laughs) why do you want that in your brain uh you know he 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 wants to know the dark side of people i guess i don't know but oh it just was terrible anyway um but that just made me think of that. I mean, obviously, an yeah. enhancement would be something that you're doing to yourself, and everybody assumed that the G spot was a thing. But yeah. it just goes to show that, like, until you can prove something with science, like, you really need to like not fuck with it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Because it's just, uh, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm guessing that there probably are no ill effects of having Botox in your vagina, probably. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, but I can't imagine like anyway. Um, but I did want to, so you were talking about the clitoris complex and I find the clitoris complex really fascinating. I think I Mm -hmm. first read about it in the come as you are book. I read about it somewhere, but basically the idea and I'll link like the diagram and show notes is that there is actually a, a a direct relationship between the clitoris and this, this like, because it looks <laughs> like a Burt Reynolds mustache, but <laughs> right? also, like, you've got these bulbs, right? So you have, like, these yeah. vestibular bulbs. It kind of looks like a penis. And actually, <laughs> it is. Like, it is it is the yeah. woman's penis. Like, that is yes, literally that's what, they what said it is. In that com- yeah, and the Come As You Are book, it was basically like a unformed penis right right it's like these are the basic structure like the genital structures are the same and then depending on your dna whether you have a y chromosome x chromosome whatever like Mm -hmm. it starts to they start to change so for the y chromosome will turn it into a penis but if you don't have y chromosome you just said two x's then it's gonna become clitoris um and that's just so interesting like what yeah (laughs) we all have the same stuff i just love i mean it makes sense because we start out i mean we all start out the same right exactly exactly um so i just love the fact that i have a tiny penis inside my (laughs) (laughs) a very tiny penis the smallest penis ever (laughs) um but i just also i i was very interested in this fact about the idea that, you know, and, and come as you are talks about this too, right? Like the idea that sex is different for everybody. There are all these different factors involved. Every, yes. you know, person's, but every person who has a vagina, your vagina is different um, mm-hmm. than anyone else's. Right. And like, uh, and the things that get you off are going to be completely different. And I just mm-hmm. really loved the fact that, deconstructing and debunking the g-spot like that whole concept which was created in the 80s and everybody loved it was very um patriarchal it was very male centric because yes you know the the men thought oh hey there is a spot that if i just hit it with my penis she will be happy and then yes i've done my job 
And yes. it's inside the vagina, and it's requiring a lot of pressure inside the vagina, which obviously yep. is 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 designed for male pleasure, right? Like, yes. They are going to get something out of that feeling. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just like the fact that in the debunking of the fact that there's not this actual little spot, it's actually this whole encompassing, all-encompassing, uh, very complex, um, you know, thing that you have to put a lot of intention and thought and like, you know, be be sensitive to and, and communicate and like find out what your partner likes. Like, <laughs> it's stuff that is is common sense. Yes. But I love the fact that there is a evolution in the way that we think about the sexuality of women that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's no longer a spot. Now it's this whole thing. And now you've really yeah. got to, you know, think about to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that And actually, cool. I don't know if you noticed, but one of the Nagowskis, which I'm guessing Emily, but was in that Cosmo article. They were talking to, or they quoted Yes, her. I did. So yes, I did see yeah. that. I did see um, that. Yeah. But that's what I liked so much about that Come As You Are book that we did, which I guess if you, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't already, definitely put the book or the episode in show notes, but yes, where we covered the book. But um, what I loved about that was that she talked about, she went in depth about how different people, um, there are different, I guess, triggers or whatever for different people. You know, like some people just like get off on the, just the power thought of it or some people get off on just like the romantic side of it some people are just purely physical you know like right there's all these different things that make people excited and and that's just what this is reinforcing is that no it's not just some special button that you can just get in there and get your finger it was always the come hither so it's right not like you can just put your finger in there and push this button and it's like oh done you know right no, you have to get to know this person you have to understand what makes them excited or feel good or feel loved right um, right you know, like there's this whole emotional uh personal level piece of it and i do i love that yeah right right absolutely 100 percent. yeah um I also started, started looking up stuff about the clitoris, um, and uh, I was I was laughing because they they were talking about all the different nicknames. Like this one, there's this one Huffington Post article. It's like twelve crazy amazing facts about the clitoris, um, and it was like people have all kinds of nicknames for the clitoris. And then, like some of these are like really weird, which I never yeah. would have thought of. Man in a canoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Bald, bald man in a boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. What? I mean, some of these, I get these like rosebud, joy buzzer, uh, yeah. cherry pit, love button. Like that makes sense. But like man yeah. in a canoe. Really? You know, I mean, it. I get it though. If you think about it. I mean, I suppose, but I don't want a nickname. <laughs> like just call it your clit. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say you need to, will you rub my man in the canoe? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Won't you make this the man is- in a canoe swim? <laughs> oh I need you to rub my bald man's head. Like, what the fuck? Rub the bald man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's that doesn't um, do it for me. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So that was, that's like pretty much all I got. I just, I okay. found it very fascinating. It was, uh, yeah. the funniest thing though, was that I was listening to this on my AirPods while I was shopping in Food City. Um, <laughs> so I was like walking around and trying to like get groceries and like listening <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and just trying not to like blush or look, you know, suspicious. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they started talking about the cadaver, uh, vaginas oh. i was just like oh yeah oh. well i, I didn't like think one... about how you have to do research <laughs> no i know it takes a different kind of person and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean right. it's not for everybody no no but um i do have one more comment and <laughs> okay uh one of the things that they found was that um 
that there was this huge gap. So, you know, like we said, late 70s, early 80s was when um, this lady kind of discovered the G-spot. But prior to that, there was this huge gap in research or publications about women's anatomy. In fact, there was even some some of the textbooks where the women's anatomy just wasn't there. It was just blank. Yes! but the interesting part was that when they went further back in time, there was plenty of publications about women's anatomy. So right. somebody or some organization made a conscious effort, <coughs> Christians, made a conscious <laughs> effort to erase women's anatomy from the earth. Yes, you know? yes. Well, especially um, because, like, the thing about the clitoris especially is mm-hmm. that its sole purpose is just to make women feel good and yeah. how how dare we how dare we feel yes. good i you know, know. It's, yeah <laughs> uh. <sighs> i yeah. know it's crazy and then and then they created this g-spot which is you know convenient for a man to right theoretically and it makes you. you feel bad if you don't if you don't yeah. have it it's yeah, like, or oh, you think it's broken. Right. Exactly. You think there's something that's dysfunctional. <laughs> right. Why does it hurt when you touch it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so really messed I thought that up. was just crazy that they that they're that this has been erased, purposely erased, and I right. think it just goes to show the whole fight that women can smash the face. patriarchy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but that was my last note. So, yes, other than that, I am good. I forgot that our clitoris explains it all episode was episode 69. Ah, of course. <laughs> yes, that course. was why it was appropriate. <laughs> all right. Well, I always enjoy talking about sex with you. So <laughs> we should do yes, it anytime. more often. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a sexy hour with Bill I always like having a sexy hour. <laughs> I was going to say earlier, I was like, you know, the thing about I, 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 I like to look at vaginas. I just don't want them to be cadavers. <laughs> right, right. I, want, I would prefer my vaginas to be alive. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> when I am enjoying them. And, yes. You know. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> on that note. Yep. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I promise that we won't talk about such crazy things next time. Hey, uh, no, I'm, I'm okay with it as long as yeah. I, I'll purify my wine. I'm good to go. <laughs> you purify your wine. You can handle yep. anything. That's We're right. Good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoots, 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 ho